This is the continuation from part one of the episode, Hard Rockers Who Got Soft. Here's the beginning of part two. Okay, for my second hard rocking band that went soft in the 80s, here's one of the rock tunes. We'll start with that. Okay. From 1967. Ooh, 67. I know this. Of course Mikey knows this too. Yep. Go ahead, Mikey. Uh, I don't know their name at the time. This is the band that changed names. But they changed names? They did change names. <gasps> this oh, was, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get into that. I know the original band. I know who this is. Okay. So this is Jefferson Airplane. Correct. And the song? White Rabbit. White Rabbit. Great tune. And to all you guitar players out there, really fun song to play on guitar. Oh, yeah. Really cool chords. Mother gives you me, and I'm guessing you're not going to think this way. Go ahead. If somebody said that this is one of the top 10 rock songs of all time, I would agree with them. Ooh. It isn't one of my top 10 songs, but I could see how someone would make the case that it would be on the list. Yes. That's cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. So, of the 60s, great, great yeah. Song. Yeah. Great song. I mean, I think for people that grew up during this time, this was like one of those game-changing songs. Yeah. Right? The we, sound we of this song yeah. is wild. Has given you you know how like sometimes you can see a picture and it, it says something just by its coloration or or, or or like its tone, right? The tone of this song acoustically to me is really wild. Right? Like it's 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 different than any other song. It's special. They changed their name. We'll Do go, I know this? We'll, we'll go through this. All right, go ahead. Right, I could listen to the song all day. Right, right, go ahead. Okay. So, again, great, great song. Great White team. Rabbit. Iconic yep. from Jefferson Airplane. So, let me cut to their song from 1987. Oh, wow. And then I'll talk more about them. Okay. Mannequin. What? It's not the same band. We'll get into it. Whoa. Get out. So this. I can't wait to hear this story. The name of the song is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Yeah. By what they were called at the time was Starship. No way. So the progression. You know, tech, I, all right, guys. I know it's technically not Jefferson Airplane, but... Well, it's what remained of just Jefferson Airplane and then Jefferson Starship was Grace Slick, which, go ahead and turn it up for a second. Here's your second. Wow. What year did you say this was? 1987. This is 20 years after White Rabbit. I had no idea. Sorry. So go ahead. Did you know, All right, can't did wait you know who wrote White Rabbit? No. Grace Slick. Oh, okay. Did and, she? And then also sang. So yeah, right. I knew she sang. Same singer. Wow. Can't wait to hear this story. Right. Can't wait to hear this. So as, as Mike uh, said, this is from the movie Mannequin. Yep. Nothing's going to stop us now. And uh, so, okay, great. Grace wrote White Rabbit. However, this tune was written by Albert Hammond okay. and Diane Warren. Do you know Diane Warren? I don't think I do. It's funny. I thought you might have played this in your Chicago. I thought you were going to play this in Chicago. The song Look Away 
Oh, yeah. She, she wrote that. that one. It's a great one. Uh, and so that's why I thought it's possible she might show up again on this list, uh, but not for me. But she wrote a lot of these types of songs in the 80s and 90s. Let me give you some more of them. Um, Rhythm of the Night from DeBarge. Yep. Oh, wow. If I Could Turn Back Time. Oh, Cher. From Cher. Yeah. Because You Love Me by Celine Dion. Okay. How Do I Live by Leanne Rimes. Blame It on the Rain. Millie Vanilli. Millie nice. Vanilli. And she probably wrote every Michael Bolton song that wasn't a cover. Oh, and come any, on. Any of his hits. Yeah. Wow. So again, you have a couple of great, you know, or a couple of prolific, I won't call them great, prolific songwriters coming in to produce a catchy but not rocking tune for a former rock great. Wow. So let's go back to the band change. That's another theory that I have. And I think in all the bands we've had, Terry Kath was gone right from Chicago. Yep. yep. Um, I'm not sure about what happened to Ario Speedwagon. But Hart has, t- you know, two of their, the guys that played guitar from the 70s were gone by the 80s. Yeah. So... I and think, then Doobies, I mean, they, they, do, brought, doobies, they, brought, they brought in Mike, Mike McDonald, McDonald right? yeah, which, yeah. So I think, obviously, band change becomes a big part of... of Huge. Of, right? So, uh, there's, so that, that, that's one of the theories. Uh, the original members of Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, Marty Balin and Paul Cantor, um, they provided much of the, cr- the creative direction from 1967 until um, Marty left in 1978, and then Paul Cantor finally left in 1984. Wow. So, and then when Paul, uh, when, when Cantor left, they changed from Jefferson Starship to then um, just Starship by itself. So, sorry, let me say this back to you. They went from Jefferson Airplane to Jefferson Starship. To Jefferson Starship. Yep. And then just Starship. Correct. <laughs> so, like, never knew any of that. Yes, yeah, so like yeah. in the 70s, it became. I Jefferson literally Starship. thought they were three separate bands. Nope. Nope. Wow. All, all have a. You know, they're all linkage. related. Yep. Yeah. And Grace Slick was, yep. was there through the whole thing. Well, she left for a little while during the Jefferson Starship period, but came back. Wow. So, again, but she was the only one. Did you though, know this, Michael? From the 67 uh, original yeah, band. Yeah, most of it. Did you, know, did you know that the White Rabbit was the same as the. You knew that, that lineage? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. So, a couple quick. Again, we talked about it was from the movie Mannequin with Aunt Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall. Okay. It was also on a. Um, on a record that they put out at the same time, but it was known mostly from the movie. Okay. But definitely a song that was, you know, made for the movie and not, you know, one that we could say that got better because <laughs> right, of the movie. Right, 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 right. And the video st- showed uh, Starship lead singer Mickey Thomas driving around a mannequin of Grace Slick on his motorcycle, and eventually she becomes a real woman, just like, just like what happened I, in the movie. I remember that. Kind of a Pinocchio sort of, sort of story. Right. Um, Want to take a guess how high this went on the Billboard Hot 100? <sighs> Pretty high. I would say top 10. Number one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. White Rabbit? No. Number Top eight. 40? Eight. It hit eight. Oh, eight. Oh, good. Okay. But still, they, didn't, they weren't making number one hits as wow. Jefferson Airplane. Starship, perhaps, because they had a couple, you know. It's so psychedelic rocks. 60s. Like, it, it, it defines to me the, what, what that era must have looked like, but in, in a sound form. That's what that song sounds like to right. me. It encapsulates that era for me. For White Rabbit. For White Rabbit. Right. Yes. But then, and 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 as much as the eighties, that sound is encapsulated in that song. That sounds like the eighties to me. Right? They really no, nailed totally. it. <laughs> right? Like and, and even more so maybe because it was like eighties movies is what that sounds like. That's to me. And, and that's what it is. So <laughs> But Grace Slick, um, she became the oldest uh, woman to hit number one with this song. She was forty seven at the time. And kept that title until 1999 when Cher hit number one with the song Believe. Um, oh, wow. She was 52 years old when she did that. 
But just like Hearts These Dreams, this song was a huge commercial hit, despite being a huge departure yeah. from the band's story past. Wow. Good one. All right, Kev. Jeez. All right, Michael, you are up next. Where are we going? So we might be skirting the rules of this podcast with this next one, but... Wait, you are always the rule breaker. I do. You really oh, yeah, are the one. Yeah, right, yeah. But, yeah. you know, this one was actually really tough for me. Okay. So I came up with something that I think technically qualifies, but I wouldn't say it's a, it's a front man okay. of a band okay. that was very hard rock, and then something in the 80s that was much more mellow that I was never expected. But I wouldn't say like he went totally mellow in the 80s, but there's examples. Okay. There's at least an example. Okay. So um, he was in a band that formed in 1968, and it's very heavy rock. In, in fact... Do I know it? You know them. Okay. They are considered one of the main pioneers of Ooh. heavy metal, actually. Ooh. I'd put them on the Mount Rushmore of heavy metal. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, we should, we should be able I'm to I'm going to play a song of theirs from their 1970 album that Rolling Stone listed as the number five uh, top of the top 100 heavy metal songs of all time. Number five of the top 100 heavy, heavy metal, metal songs of all of time. All time. Oh. And it's a long song, so I'm going to have to skip forward a little bit, Just, but you'll know it. Okay, go ahead. No, you don't know it? I don't know. Oh, I know it. Love it. I am doing that as a podcast someday. 100%. Wow. Right? Iconic. Yeah. Yes. Anti-war song. This is off Paranoid, right? The album Paranoid? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say the name of the song? This is War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Right. Wow. This is 1968? You know what? I would not have guessed that they they were 1970. Wow, that's earlier than I thought. This song is awesome. Awesome song. groundbreaking. Yes. His voice is insane. Right. You're going to make the case that he got soft? This is going to be interesting to hear you do this. He went soft at least once. Okay. And again, this is is kind of a personal pick for me. Okay. Because... uh, you know, I remember this video from 1989, and it was more of a rock ballad. Okay. With, uh, in a duet with a woman named Lita Ford. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember it. the video well. She had her blonde locks, the blonde <laughs> rocker locks. Right. Her ripped jeans, her black leather jacket. And, you know, as an 11-year-old boy, I... Thought she looked pretty good. So <laughs> it gave me a reason to go back and watch the video again. Love it. And to me, it's just the total opposite of what Black Sabbath was doing was, in the 70s. Right. Okay. And it, and it features Ozzy. So this is Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne with Close My Eyes Forever. I forgot about this song. <laughs> Holy crap. A lot more digitized. Yeah. yeah. Definitely different. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard this song this decade. When's the last time you heard this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. What a decade. 
Definitely softer. Still guitar, though. Yeah, still guitar. And anything he does is yelly and hard yeah. and yeah, metally. Yeah, it's okay. But he it's, was like it's the, a ballad. It's a power ballad. He was ballad. the scariest guy. Oh, in, for sure. He's a psychopath. Rock and roll. That's unbelievable. Supposed to eating the heads off bats yeah. and shows yeah, exactly. and stuff, right? Yeah, it's so disgusting. To, to right. see him part of this was just so true. So yeah. different. No, it, it's a good point. And I think, you know, if some of your listeners write about power ballads, that some of the songs we played are power ballads. I, I get that. Yeah. But power ballads are also like Stairway to Heaven is considered a power ballad. It, it, yeah. And that's still that. rocking, right? Yeah. So, especially at the end. Yeah. So yeah. Rock, rock bands could do ballads. Um, but some of them, again, as they got into the 80s, were just so schmaltzy. Like, you know, this isn't as bad. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. And and this, I think, maybe brings up the question as to, like, um, why they made the the change. One of the things I thought of when picking some of these selections was, does it maybe mirror a bit of an aging person in that as the rockers got a little older... Things got a little slower. So when I do my third one. Okay. There's I, a little bit of that. I'm going to get into okay, that. Okay. Then I'll shut up. Because that was one of the things I did think about. Yep. It's like, it's it's a bit of a, of a of an analogy to just, you know, becoming an old man. And you just kind of slow, everything slows down a little bit. And I'm wondering if Ozzy, there's a bit of that to it. It's just, he just got a little older and everything got a little softer and a little slower. And his audience, right? And is it right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Um, am I next? Yeah. All right. Okay. You're going to go out. You're going to do yeah. the last one? Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to say that my last one is, you guys tell me if I'm right. Because I think that there are going to be a lot of people. In fact, I'm going to, let me say this. You can email us at everythingmusicpodcast at gmail.com. And you can tell me if you agree or disagree with mine. And I'm guessing I'm going to be 50-50 on this. Okay. Okay? Because after going through this, I thought to myself, I'm wondering if I'm only picking these because of what I just said. Is this band getting older in age or are they getting softer in style? And I think that it might be the the former. I think they do, They might just be getting older. Mm-hmm. And also, the other, I think, changeover or, or switch is I think that this is, a, this is a band, before I tell you who it is, that existed in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Oh, wow. And I think that each one of the songs that I'll play maybe represents the sound of of each of those decades. So maybe it's not that they just got softer, that the sound just changed a bit to kind of match what that rock and roll sounded like of the time. I think that's certainly okay. So I don't know. You guys tell me if I'm right or wrong. I don't know if, are you going to play the 70s song first? Yes. Okay. I don't know if they got softer or if the sound just changed as well as them getting a little older. Okay. So here we go. All right. This is the bad boys from Boston. This is Aerosmith. It was definitely on my short list. Really? All right. Good. That makes me feel a little bit better. Really? Okay. Formed in 1970 with Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. This is hard rock to me. Oh, yeah. 100%. This is Walk This Way. 
definitely one of the greatest rock songs of all time. And if we're going to talk about power ballads, this is a power this ballad. Is the right this is what I consider yeah. a power ballad. Okay. And it's, it's still, still it, rock. It's still, still rock, rock and roll. For sure. Right? Okay. If we, that's, Again, that great guitar. This. Great guitar. One of my favorite rock and roll songs of all time from their huge album. This is Sweet Emotion. Good tune. Great tune. This is from 1975. Now we're getting a little forward. This is Toys in the Attic. Listen to him break the, the vibra slack right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was oh, yeah. a musical mistake. Yeah. yeah, listen. Right here. That's funny. I love it. That's a great catch. Let me fast forward just so you can hear a little bit of that. Undeniable rock. Right, it's rock. Okay, Undeniable. all right. Okay, so we're on the same page thus far. As we go into the 80s, it sounds a little bit more... Still rock, but... So, yeah, I'll let you play all the songs before I... Okay, right, no, full, I mean, yeah, yeah, listen, I kind of want to do this as we go, because I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm right. It's... It's definitely more polished and produced, right? And, this and is still a rock and roll song. These are rock songs. These so. are rock songs, right? Okay. This is not synth, you know, sappy, hard, But you see power ballad. But you see what's happening. Power ballad. Power ballad, right? Okay, you see what's happening, though, right? I think things are changing a bit. Is it? Is it that they're getting softer, older, or is the music style changing? So I think like the Stones. Oh, see, this is a great song. It's a great song. And this album, Pump, was oh, oh, a great song. Album. Yeah, I mean, a great album. You're absolutely right. But what, what, what do you think it is? Because I'm torn now. Even doing this, I'm torn. I think all bands have to metamorphosize somewhat as they right. stay, as stay, they get older, right? right? Okay, or, as they grow as an artist. Um, I, I don't think this change is nearly as abrupt as some of the others. Well, wait, I'm only in the 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s yeah. now. Okay, so wait. Okay, still rock and roll for sure, yeah. right? Last one I'll do from this album. Great song. Tune. It's a great tune. Still rock. Too. This is Living on the Edge. Still rock. Okay. But this is where I this is where I want to go from here. Let me play this for just a second. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our You haven't done them yet as a uh, nope as a podcast? Definitely need to do that. Yeah, for sure. Right around 1993-94, there's a lot of drugs and problems going on, a lot of a lot of fighting within the band. But but they then have this kind of resurgence in the late nineties and they get this song on the film of Armageddon, Don't Wanna Miss a Thing. And I'm sorry. Play it. I got a great uh, This is this song. is this to me is when it all went yeah. in a different direction. This is not the same walk this way, sweet emotion band. Nope. No. Right? This is a different band. But is this the sound of rock and roll in the Two th- early two no. thousands, late nineties, or did they did get soft? I think they got soft on okay, this okay, one. Okay, okay, thank you. Right, right. Play it, and I'm gonna say something. Okay. <laughs> All right, because then I'm gonna play another song as well. 
could stay awake just to hear catchy no very so catchy and they won like they were nominated for a grammy all right you ready for, for this song? yes something? please go ahead do you know who wrote the song no Diane Warren. No. The way. same woman that wrote Nothing's Gonna Stop <laughs> no. Us Now by Starship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that just proves your point even more. I could stay lost in this and Celine Dion. Yeah. At the same this, this should have been Celine Dion that right. does this song. They also came out with this song. This one's called Pink. I don't know if you remember this. It's still rocking though. No. You know what? It, it sounds a little like those bands at the time, like Sublime. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of that. And I think that just the sound changed. So now I ask you, and I ask all the listeners out there, did they follow the sound of the decade that they came out in? Did they follow just an average, like the 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 the, the uh, of a youthful man in his twenties, then thirties, then forties, then fifties, and that's just what things that's what they wanted to sound like? Because that was really, what what happened to the band, or did they just just change in sound? Yeah, I I, I think they change with the times. Again, I don't think that they are. But nearly, it isn't the same band from seventy three. No, for right? sure, okay. for sure not. And I don't know who is who can last that long staying the same, but. I don't think their change, it, it, their change took longer to be as dramatic. To go from 1973 to 1999, yeah. and their change was, was less dramatic versus, than, than the ones heart, like Heart. Heart was ten yeah. years. It was ten years later. You know, Barracuda, and, <laughs> right. then, and then right. these dreams. Right. Not even ten years. That was 77. That was drastic. Yeah. All right. So that was my third one, and I know that there's going to be people that are diehard fans that say absolutely not. They're just different songs for different reasons. And I, and, and and you're right. But to me, it's it, they just sound different. All right, since you tried one, let me try one, Jason. Okay. And I am walking on thin ice here. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because I'm picking a musician that you guys both know way more than I do about. Okay. I'm talking about the former lead guitarist of what most considered to be the best rock and roll band of all time, the Beatles. Oh, this is going to hurt Ooh. my feelings. I don't like You better be real careful. <laughs> yeah, you're real. So thin you ice. two feel free. Feel free to fill in any gaps. Oh, great. Um, but his 80s hit was one of the first th- songs I thought of when I heard about this topic. I don't like this at all. I think we could pick 25, 30, 40 songs from the Beatles. Yep. Um, but I'm going to go with one of his solo acts. Okay. Uh, on the Foo Fighters podcast, we talked about his post-Beatles solo album, All Things Must Pass. Okay. And, you know, we kind of likened it to Dave Grohl with all his songs he wrote during uh, his Nirvana days. Yes, we did. And, you know, I think it was a very similar situation with Harrison and um, all these songs that he had written at his time with the Beatles, and he came out with with this album. So I'm going to play, you know, the I didn't have to go deep into his catalog to come up with two songs, because the two songs I'm picking are his two most popular songs on Spotify. Oh, wow. So all right. I will start this, with... I'm going to like to hear this. I will start yeah. with the song from All Things Must Pass. Okay. And Second best solo Beatles album. First best Beatles While album. I wouldn't say it's hard rock, it's, to me, rock and roll. Okay. I mean, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. To, maybe top 20 it's a really favorite good song. songs. Oh, it's, I absolutely love this song. Awesome song. I did not rip off the Chiffons. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I read about that. I don't. I don't see it. No, at all. I don't hear it. You and I won't debate that, Jason. Okay. 
All right. So you know it. Of course. My sweet Lord. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So he came out with some more, um, you know, solo albums. Yep. And the the number two song on Spotify was, uh, came later. And you're saying specifically as a solo artist. Yes. Okay. Okay. Although there was someone else involved with him on this. No, no, but okay. But it's post Beatles solo work. Yes. Okay. From from 1987, the album Cloud Nine. Okay. Familiar with it? Yes. Yes. It's a cover of a James Ray song that he heard in 1962. Love this. And really loved it. Hit number one on the Billboard chart. And interestingly, is the last time a former Beatle soloed a number one hit in the U.S. Oh, get out of here. And to me, it just fits this 80s. Yes, more it does. manufactured it does. clean but it, it was does. a it was a giant hit okay you already know it huh, I do. yeah of course I think so I do this is got my mind set on you oh man that's a drum machine right definitely i got my mind set on you i got my mind set on you all right but wait okay okay super catchy what are you super sp- but you're saying he got softer I'm saying. Or are you saying I'm he saying, went with the times? I'm not a giant Beatles fan, but of course I know their songs. Which is great, by the way, because your perspective on this I think is fresh. Right? I, I mean, can't, I, I know, can't see it. I know the Beatles hits, right? Right. This does not sound like a Beatles song. He, so to you're me. saying, okay? So what you're saying is this doesn't sound anything Beatles-like? Correct. Okay. I, I, okay, I see what you're saying. Right? Would you expect this to come from the if, in 1970? You said in 15 years. That's a fair question. This is going to come out. No. No, I don't. But what's what's ironic is that the original song came out in the sixties. Sixty two? Yeah. What was the original sixty two? True. So right? there's a cover. So that's that's odd. But I I will say this sounds like the eighties to me. Oh, this it sounds, sounds it like sounds like the 80s. sounds like the eighties. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this goes back to what we were saying about does did he did he try to sound like the time? Or like what, what? What's the point? And even, do you remember the video? Oh, I do. It was awesome. He's dancing around. He's sitting in the chair. And there's, there's animals. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah, flying coming. out. Yeah, yes, the... yes, absolutely. And he does like a backflip or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. which I know yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. not him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mikey, I don't know what to say to you. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to answer this. I know. Kev, I know. What, was, Kev. A... I, okay. I think. Okay. Here, let me say this before, before he's it. I'm too far deep into the Beatles like pool right. that I can't see. Clearly, like sure. I'm, 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 I have no fresh eyes to give you a, a, a fair answer. Right, Maybe turn, that's what it is. Turn off for a second. Let's listen just a little more. All that precious time, it's gonna take patience and time to do it, 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 to do it right. right there. To do it, to do it. Yeah. Come on, they would never. No, it never. That. That's sexual innuendo. <laughs> there was no way. Well, just but just, and it's and it's so simplistic to, compared to what you know they had they'd always done in the past. So here, here here's what I would say. Yeah, I think that Harrison falls somewhere between the Hearts, the Jefferson Airplane to Starship, the Chicago's, the Ario Speedwagons, right, right, and Aerosmith, who I think Aerosmith was more you know kind of changing with the times. That song's pretty darn cheesy. It, even, oh, it's even, so cheesy. Even yeah. for the 80s. No, Jason. right. Even oh, for the 80s. For so, sure. For um, sure. I don't think it's nearly as as soft and sappy, again, as some of the other songs that we heard earlier, but it's... It is. It, it, it's so It's kind of right between, yes. you know, but, aging but it's, gracefully but it's just, and... It's just and fun. Oh, okay. That, you know, you might have said it right. Did he age gracefully? No, he didn't. I think he did it just to like to have a hit and to be... 
to try to be hip uh, for the times. N- you're right. You're absolutely right about that. But it's a good song. All these songs, yeah, a lot of them are good songs. I, like I have dis- other than I, I, the Starship song kind of irritates me, but otherwise, all these songs are pretty good. Even, yeah, even the Chicago ones. Yeah, I know. I know the Chicago ones are great. The later Chicago ones are great too. All right, Mike. I don't know how to answer your, you know, your question on that. It's too tough for me because I'm too deep in the Beatles stuff. But I take your point. And if you were to go from the Beatles of 1964 and then play that song, they are two totally different sounds. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the question is why? Yeah. 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 So true. All right, Kev. You want to take us out? Yes. All right. Cool. All right, gentlemen. For my third band, who was hard rocking in the 60s and 70s, and then went soft in the 80s. Let's first play a song from their Rock Heyday, and let's see if you guys can spot this one. Okay. You'll know when the vocals. One morning I woke up wow. and I knew I'm excited for this. Yeah. Very excited for this. So the name of the song is Carry On. Uh-huh. It's by the band Crosby, Stills, Nash, What What Young. direction are you going to go right now? So, first of all, let me say, because my, my mother is listening. Okay. We, we talked about this earlier. <laughs> this is her favorite band of all time. Yeah. Is it really? Not even close. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And I've seen them six or seven times with my parents. Oh, wow. Um, a couple times of my own, too, I think. I love this band. Yeah. They're awesome. They're all talented, amazing vocalists as well as songwriters. They're incredible. Yeah. Not not Neil Young so much, but they're all amazing. <laughs> Ooh, that's a little shot. Um, here, let me go forward a little bit just to show, because this is the acoustic part. Let's, let's uh, rock out here. Hold okay. on. Carry on. Love is coming. Love is coming to us all. What year is this? 1971. Wow. I did not write it down. 70, 70 or 71. Okay. Good baseline here. Great. Totally. Grooves. Little guitar solo there. I'm really surprised you picked this song to represent that era. It's really? a great, that was a great tune, yeah. There's others, though, that oh, are yeah, so sure. rocking, yeah. Where are you going now, my Harmonies are good. Oh, oh they're known for it. They're the best at it. Oh, so. yeah. All right. So, now, would you like me to play the 80s example? Yes, I would. Of them going soft. Yes, yes I would. I don't know this from that. Not yet. If you guys know this, I will be shocked. Really? Yeah. Unlike everything else I played tonight, it's my hit. <laughs> this one. Is this still Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young? This is all, all, all this- four of them. Okay, all four of them. Okay. Oh, I mean, come on. That synth. Oh, that's cringeworthy. Oh, that's wow. Yeah, this is Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young from 1988. 88? Yeah. Never even know they existed during this time. No. 
like talk about a departure. Yeah. Right? Wait, this was like a thing. Like this was this existed. This was a big deal. Like this this. How did, the name of the song is Shadowland. Oh. As Graham just sang there, and they all did in harmony. Oh. It's Ugh. right. Wow. You know what? I don't know what this is. Like it's it's a little. Is it almost like progressive in a way? What is this? No progressive. I think it's just again kind of the synthy eighties. Um, why know, did they do? Why did they adult do this? contemporary? Why did they it's do adult this? contemporary, right? Yeah. All right. So I'll get into that. So again, the name of the song is called Shadowland. It was off their 1988 album called American Dream. And it was all four of them. This song in particular was written by Graham Nash and a guy named Rick Ryan, who I could not find anything um, online about. And then the last guy, his name was Joe Vitale, okay. or Vitale, that, uh, that also was one of the writers. Joe was a drummer and songwriter and played with Joe Walsh and the Eagles. Did a bunch of session work for CSN, for Boss Skaggs, for Dan Fogelberg. Oh, wow. Another great uh, yeah. soft rock uh, yes, guy. But he was always soft rock. Um, so he wasn't a higher gun, though, like what Hart and Starship had. So he was just a guy that played drums and contributed to that song. So let's go back, though, um, why I think the song is so sappy and the formation of this album, American Dream. Neil Young had said he would not do another album with David Crosby. This was 1983, he said this, unless David got off the drugs and got clean and sober. Oh, wow, okay. Well, in 1960, 19, excuse me, 1986, Crosby ended up spending five months at the Texas Department of Corrections <laughs> for, dr- oh, wow. for drugs and illegal firearm charges. So there's nothing quite like the, uh, <laughs> like the joint to get you clean and sober, right? <laughs> wow. So, Hence, because he, he got clean, they recorded this album, and they released it in 1988. Were there any hits off the album? So let me play you the song that was the only one that I mean, was it like meant to be like radio played, or was it just for like oh, the fans? No, no. No, no, they, they, they this, wanted it to be yeah, big. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So that was the... Actually, they did not release Shadowland as a single. They released three songs. Let me play you the only one. Do I know any of the songs? I, if, if you know this, I'm only going to play you the one that made the Billboard Hot 100. Okay. Um, if you know it, I would be shocked. Shocked. Oh, okay. Yep, this is called Got It Made. No, I'm shaking my head. More catchy than the last song we heard. But still. It's a little more 80s radio friendly, though. Yeah. I'll say that. But this is not Cross Versus No. No. Now, I wouldn't even guess it's them. Steven's still singing, so I mean, I yeah. probably pick up on it, but yeah. Had I not listened to this album just very recently, I wouldn't know. How is the album? It's not great. No. <laughs> no. Because I'm in the process of listening to somebody's album. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But, okay. Um, so, but I think, you know, going back to Crosby getting clean, these guys in 1988, this is kind of what we've been talking about for, for the past couple uh, bands here. They're getting older, right? They're hitting their 30s and their 40s. They've had success and money. They did a lot of stupid things in their youth, right? Right. And a lot of them, I think, were past that at this point. I don't think they had that same fire or that same hunger um, or that just that same drive, that that, that, yeah. that verve to write edgy music anymore. Makes and, total and, sense. And, and lyrics. Plus, they probably had a lot of big bills, you know, because they're driving <laughs> fancy cars and living in mansions in California. 
So these rockers that we talked about, I think they went safe. They're making albums that the record companies could promote and sell. I like and, that expression. Get, they went safe. They went safe. Yeah. That's that's they well said. Yeah. So that's where I think you get a lot of the songs we've heard tonight. Now, Shadowland was not a hit. Was like I said, wasn't even released as a single. Um, American Dreams still went platinum though, so the album went platinum, just based on their you know their fan alone. base. Yeah, their I fan would base. think that's right. Yeah. Though, um, despite critics like Anthony Curtis from Rolling Stone saying, despite pleasant melodies, the occasional interesting song and the signature harmonies. American Dream is, for the most part, a snooze fest. Ooh. Now, there is one silver lining here, though. And that's because I think Neil Young, of all these guys, has still done a good job rocking just really? as much as he did back in the day. Yeah. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to play you a song okay. from Neil Young's solo album, Freedom, that was released one year after American Dream, so 1989. Okay. Let's go out on this. So let's go out on okay, somebody okay, who was okay. still rocking. Okay. In like 1989. In All 1989. All right. I like it. So, You're going to take us out with this. So, so rock and roll might have gotten a little softer. But, but Neil what, was still but, trying. But it wasn't completely dead. All right. So let's All let's, right. let's, let's do this one. Ooh. Now, I know you're a big Neil fan, and I'm not. Love and, and you had said to me in, I think, at least two previous podcasts that you would like to do Neil and try to convince me or change my mind 100%. as to why he's so important. Yep. And Because uh, there isn't a Neil Young song other than Harvest Moon that I really like. Right. And you said you would like to change my mind. This Dude, can, that's rocking. Yeah, yeah. 1989. Right after he did this American Dream album. Wow. All right, well, this is a topic I think we'll have to revisit, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of um, comments as to how uh, people think we did and their own opinions as to what they think happened to the bands that we mentioned tonight. But I will say, honestly, this was really fun. You guys picked bands. I thought we were going to have duplications. We didn't have one duplication. No. So that was pretty cool. And I learned a lot. So I will say thank you guys so much for doing this, and we'll go out with Neil. Rocking in the free world. Rocking in the free world. And we'll see you next time.